Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show. Good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Hope you're well. Hope you're well on a Friday. Uh, should be, should be. It's been, a, I think, a productive week for Florida State football. It's another week closer to football. All of that is reason to celebrate. It's also uh, a good thing that, uh, obviously, my beloved uh, Pittsburgh Pirates were able to uh, – Split with the Atlanta Braves. Also, splitting with the Atlanta Braves in a series that really they could have swept. Could have swept. If you're a Braves fan, it's a little shaky. A little shaky. Pitching was just getting donged. Just a whole lot of pounding the baseball. Past tense verb. <laughs> Robert. Right off the bat, let's uh, get in here and say thanks to Robert, who writes, Happy Friday, Libations Friday, Robert. And go Knowles, gents. Fair to say the offensive line is the weakness of the offense. Clearly, we raised the floor, but where do we think the ceiling is? Yeah. Okay, so this is a great, great question. The ceiling is above the floor. We know this. (laughs) I like that question because I think he's right. And we believe that the offensive line is good, is good, uh, legitimately good, and with options. But tight end room is insanely good now. You got at wide receiver, obviously, Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman and Destin Hill and Kentron Portier and Hakeem Williams and Vendravius Jacobs and Winston Wright, and on and on and on we go. Uh, The backfield, offensive backfield, we've talked about this a lot. Benson, Hill, Toa Feely. I like Keziah Holmes. Hell, I like Campbell. They got plenty of guys. Obviously, Jordan Travis. Um, So you start to ask yourself, what is the weakness of the offense? And I think you would say not enough depth at center for sure. That's the number one thing you would say. If yep. Maurice Smith goes down, I think they're in trouble. Now, less trouble than I would have thought because I've been very impressed by Darius Washington. Now, Washington has not played center in camp. Okay, I'm probably getting too detailed. I haven't seen Washington play center in camp, and I know he's had to play center before, but his talent and his execution and his overall performance is markedly improved from a year ago already. I don't think you'll get in trouble for that because we know he can. Right. And so, it, you know. Yeah, it's an opinion. I think he would be the backup center. My opinion is that he yeah. would be the backup center. I don't I, I don't think it would be, uh, what's his face? 
And no offense to what's his Casey face. Roddick? No, the other kid that's always in there, 64. Oh, Stickle. Stickle, yeah. I don't think it'd be him. Um, he's not a Florida State-level starting center. So I, I think you'd have probably put Washington in that, in that situation, don't you? Yeah, he can play all five positions in the offensive line. And, and I agree with you that this week he turned my head for the first time in a long time. I'm like, oh. I was very impressed. Go. Yeah, I was very impressed with the way he It's played. not that he's ever been a bad player. It's just, I, I think, replacement level. I think your standard backup when mm-hmm. I think Darius Washington, and now I'm starting to believe maybe more. Maybe yeah, there's some more Yeah, it could be a little bit there. better. You yeah. take a hit, though. It, the bottom line is you, if Maurice is not healthy, and Maurice is limited anyhow. But he's just so technically sound. And that's really the thing that makes him and helps him get by. I admire it. I admire his toughness. I admire what he's done to overcome really kind of a lack of size and an inability to really put on a lot of weight. Uh, but he is good, and they lose something without him. This offensive line is not filled with a bunch of five stars. So when we say that they're a lot better than they used to be, that is accurate. When we say that we're comfortable that the offensive line – as it would be ranked in the conference, is one of the better offensive lines in the conference, if not the best offensive line in the conference. It's one of the better offensive lines amongst the teams in the top 20. I think that's true. I think they're that kind of good. But most of that has to do with the quality of depth. You've got good five starters, we think, there, and then probably another three to four that you'd feel good about if they had to play. You would not be worried. Right. Yeah, you don't start the drive going, oh, no. Right. You're not dead in the water if somebody goes down. If for some reason uh, Emmanuel doesn't start at guard and you have to put, let's say, uh, you know, one of the other players, uh, I don't know, Darius Washington in, Keandre Jones in. Roddick. Roddick in, right? Yeah. If you had to do that, you, you're all right. You feel okay about that. Um, you'd be, you, you wouldn't be upset by that. So they have quality depth, but these are not the creme de la creme of the recruiting world. This is not no. stockpile. When you hear me talk about why I think Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and teams like that have a slight edge, it's been the stockpiling of elite players over a longer period of time. So the quality of the reps that those guys get every day in practice against one another and further down the depth chart has been sustained for a very long time now. Those programs have not been where Florida State was just two years ago, which was a dark place devoid of talent. And so I think that is the edge. But it, but I think the Florida State's offensive line is good. It's just not at that level. No, it's deep enough. And that's what, to flip on the other side of the ball really quickly, hurts so much about the Daryl Jackson ruling because of what we've seen from Josh Farmer from camp to camp. The he's jump he's made, mm-hmm. the what Braden Fisk is now that he's out of a green jersey and in a garnet one. I mean, what Fabo is, what Daryl could have been. I saw there was a comment in the chat. I haven't read the observations yet, but about Io Tafasi having a good day. That doesn't surprise me, Briley. That no. doesn't surprise me one no, bit. No, 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 he's good. That dude's a good player, and if he was your fifth or your sixth at defensive tackle, I mean, my God, what an embarrassment of riches. They're still going to be very good there. But if they had Daryl, that would take them to that level that you're talking about, that stratosphere of it's not even a mismatch when you compare us against Georgia or LSU. And you say, let's compare the two sides defensive tackles. No, we're we're just as good. Now it it takes a bit of a hit. On the offensive line, the number one question I have, and I, I don't know that there could be an answer until we see maybe through three or four games, can one of the top three tackles play guard and play it well for you? Because I think that makes your five better. 
I think that makes your starting five better. If you can get one of those three tackles, and I'm talking about Robert Scott, Bless Harris, Jeremiah Byers. I think all three could. Well, two of the three could. And if they're good enough to be a starter for you, I guess that's the, that's yeah, the well, question I'm, I'm implying here. They always do. I, that makes he you talks so about much it. stronger. He talks about it that way. He talks about it that way. Zaxby's is a proud Golden Chief booster, has been for over 18 years. They just happen to also have delicious, crispy, big-ass chicken sandwiches that you should go and get and eat this weekend and get some fried pickles while you're at it and dip it in the spicy Zax sauce and then say, thank you, Jeff Cameron. Thank you, Zaxby's. That's what you should do. Uh Charlie writes, uh, I think, oh, wait, is that the Sharice writes, I think FSU goes 9-3 and this year with losses to LSU, Clemson, and maybe Wake Forest. No, they're not going to lose to Wake Forest. That's going to be an ass kick. If they did. Mm. My goodness. Mm-mm-mm. No, sir. I don't take umbrage with people that think that we could lose to, to, to uh, LSU and Clemson. LSU's favored to win that game. I don't. I kind of don't know why. Yeah, that's a value pick for the Knowles, is it not? Yeah, um, but you probably will be a road underdog to Clemson. No shame in that. I would be very frustrated if they lost to to anybody else. It's going to bother me. They shouldn't. I mean, obviously, you watch the games. I always say this phrase. You guys know it, you longtime listeners. Wins and losses happen for a reason, and those illicit emotions – and even if you have it in your mind that this game's a win or this game's a loss, you know that once it plays out and those reasons are on display, it makes you feel a certain way. Obviously, if you win a game going away that you thought was going to be a nail-biter or a coin toss game and you win it by 30, that's a different kind of win than a one-point win. If you lose a game in which you're favored by 14 and you lose by 17, <laughs> that's a different kind of loss. That's it's embarrassing. That's a flip of, uh, you know, thirty-one points. It's you, know, you. You think to yourself, "That's nuts." Um, there's been a couple of embarrassing results here. To, yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. We all know the the number one game, but I thought NC State last year was embarrassing with that offense against that team that couldn't complete a forward pass. You can't find a way to score enough points. And I don't care yeah. if that's a kicking issue. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, the whole they thing. Scored, what was it? Sixteen. Yeah. yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Hmm. Can't have that this year. I don't think you will, though. They found a consistency after that stretch that we hadn't seen here in a long time, and it's what's led to the emergence of these expectations in preseason rankings and larger discussions of Florida State. Um, I saw something in the write-up that Corey had about practice in which Julian Armella um, got – Abused by Braden Fisk. <laughs> Picked up and put on his back. And I thought, you know, Braden Fisk has done that to somebody on the offensive line every day he's practiced. Yeah, I don't know. That's an indictment on Armella. There's just been a couple of moments where Braden Fisk has just destroyed people. Yeah. If you're not ready to give your best rep against that guy, your head's snapping back. Yeah. Now, Julian, he's violent. Julian needs to stop hitting the ground. That's one thing I'll say. You getting tired of that description? I, I mean, happens too frequently. It's been a year now, but he when he wins a rep, it is so convincing and so comprehensive that you're like, oh man, that's yeah. different. Yeah, like, a, there's just too much variance. In, yeah. in, in, in some not a the, lot of middle ground with him. No, it's kind of annoying. 
But the talent is definitely 100% there, and, and he's got that mean streak to him too. But Braden the other day brought up Darius Washington, got held up twice, and it was, whoa, that's possible? I didn't know 55 could be contained. And Darius, look at you. But that same day, about five reps later, one-on-one with Bless. And Bless took care of him too. I'm like, oh, old Braden's on a cold streak. And then he bounces right back. You're like, oh, never mind. Never mind. But the offensive line is good enough, just to kind of play the other side of Robert's question. The offensive line is good enough to handle good defensive linemen. Like, that's not a thing where you go, oh, my God, yeah, it's we, not gonna we be blocked a, DeMarcus yeah. – not DeMarcus, listen to me uh, – Joshua Farmer. Right. Oh, my God, we, I'm thinking 44. But we blocked Josh Farmer. That's a first. It's not like that anymore. It was for quite a few years. And Florida State's D-line wasn't even that good, and they couldn't block him. So it's better. I yeah no I, but but I will agree with the questioner that that would be considered the weakness of the offense is the offensive line it and it, it's just yeah you have to you have to designate a segment group that would be considered the weakness but that doesn't mean they're weak just when you're up against what that offensive backfield is and what that receiving core is and what that tight end group is I guess you could say quarterback because if Jordan Travis goes down you're not feeling great you don't. None of us, nobody would say, I know Tate's going to go in and play well. You, you don't know that. That's, you don't know that. That's fair, but, I mean, I think the equivalent equivalent of that in terms of losing Jordan would be, like, both Keon and Johnny are hurt because you know, it's like the starting wave. No, like, I, I, I got it, but I don't – it's going to be fascinating, man. I, I think Brock Glenn, in my opinion, has already passed A.J. Duffy, and I think he's not far from passing Tate Rodemaker. I was with you on step one. I'm not sure about step two. I, it won't take that long. That's different. His learning curve. I, I, I agree okay, with step so, three. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't His know learning curve long. is much yeah. faster, and he is. Yeah. I just he's going to continue to ascend. Jordan loves him too. Like everybody does. They all do. Jordan, they Jordan can't stop talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. The quarterback coach gushed when I brought him up. I mean. That's all the evidence you need. Yeah, that's good news for us. Oh, it's awesome news. And then Croman Hawk is coming in. This is going to be good. And we get young Winston in 26. <laughs> oh, man. It's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Welcome back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home contact our friend shannon young with legendary home loans visit fsuhomeloans.com fsuhomeloans.com
little tough talk for you on a Live Nations Friday from our friends at Pinch a Penny. They make it easy to finally get that hot tub or spa that you've been thinking about. You can get discounts and rebates really year-round, some months better than others, but in the summer months, they've done the right thing. Rebates up to $5,000, 0% financing for 60 months. Man, 0%, that's free. Take this puppy. All right. Uh, so you can get that hot tub that you've always wanted right there in your backyard now for as little as $99 a month with installation and hot tub covers included. It's like layaway, but they'll give it to you today. Yeah, here you go. Take it. Layaway today. Uh, massive showroom if you want to go check out these hot tubs. they got over 50 of them in there, 12,000 square feet of tubs. Relax. It's good times. Go to that Pinch and Penny on Greer Street. Just off of Capital Circle Northeast, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It is huge. It doesn't look it from the outside. You pull up, Tom, and you go, oh, I don't know. I just, yeah. This place was big. And then you go in, you're, holy moly. It's near our golf store. Tubs everywhere. That's uh, that's how I know where they are. I was like, just oh, in our yeah. golf just in our golf store. I just bought a new pair of shoes, uh, and I'm very excited about those shoes. You know, if you're working at that golf store and you want us to say what golf store it is. Yeah. It can be had. Give us a call. We got a lot of options. It's a busy season. People are excited. That's a fair pimp. You should. You should. Yeah. And we would. Yeah. Oh no, it's a good place. Plus, we're friends with everybody that works there. So we go. Come on, fellas, let's go. Uh, I was gonna say because I've said it before, but I want to put it back on your all's radar, guys. I don't take any great pleasure in being right about this, but I'm gonna be right about this. And I saw more evidence about it. it I, I hear pleasure in your voice. No, no, but this reminds me of you being scared for uh, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Mr. Palmer. And you calling me, like, right after that opening tee shot at the Masters. Like, oh, my God. Look, you know, Jimmy Roberts, I don't really care about one He's way or the other. He's choking up talking to him. He was shaking. Like, well, that's this is news. I got to call Jeff. Yeah. Jimmy was, Roberts is crying on television. Yeah, because you knew he knew it was over. It was going to be the last. That was it. Thank you, Arnold. Yeah. What? What is going on, Arnold? Is he dying right there? You knew it. So here you go. I brought up Jerry Jones about a month ago. Buddy, it's over. It's over. They have to win the Super Bowl this year or he's not seeing another one. This will be his last postseason. I – Go, you can find it online. So Jerry loves to talk after every practice with some station in Dallas, but they got to get him to stop doing that. If I were the station in Dallas, I know it probably gets them Buku ratings, and they're probably getting a, a huge sponsor dollar out of it. And I, I you got to do business. I got it. It just feels wrong having Jerry on these shows right now, man. If you no, if you can exploit Jerry Jones, you exploit I, I, him I, I, to I'm the not, hilt. I, I'm not trying to feel sorry for Jerry Jones. I'm only telling you that Jerry is not all there. It's it's he's not there. It is nothing short of pure gibberish mm. when he talks. Gibberish. Non sequiturs, random sort of nonsense that you know, what are you talking about? And that was never his bag. You know, with Jimbo, if he's old and you hear that, you're like, ah, oh, it's just Jimbo. He's just slowing down. No, this is he's it's nuts. He, was, he talks about Dak every day. If I were Dak, I'd say, shut up, man. You sound ridiculous. For, he basically described Dak Prescott as like, I'm not kidding. I don't mean this 
in a mean way. I'm, I'm wincing. He, he described it, the way he describes Dak Prescott is one who is mentally disabled. Whoa, I didn't think that was coming. He doesn't say that, but he might as well say it. He's like, well, we, we, you know, I want Dak to not have to think. I, you know, we just we've got too many options. He just needs to think. There needs to be fewer plays in the play. I'm like, oh, Jerry, guy's been your starting quarterback for like a decade. What are you? Doing? It's ridiculous. It's just, it's hard to uh, wrap your head around. It really is. Every time. Um, He can't that that's actually the highlight of his discussion is when he is talking about Dak because A, it's it, it's kind of funny because you're like, man, Jerry, you're not doing that guy any favors, Jerry. But then secondly, that's the only time where it's like, okay, that's coherent. That I may not agree with you, but that's coherent. The other stuff is just all over the place. Like the attention span of Jerry is that of a Three-year-old. It is unbelievable. Are we at my shoes are brown? We're getting close to my shoes are brown territory. He's about to say he'd like to take a ride in the machine. What was that press conference he was talking about? Depends or something? Paterno? You remember that? Uh, no, I just remember he was talking about sandwiches one time, and I was just like, okay, here we go. He's got the napkins. He's going to take a ride in the machine. We've got a lot of good young men on this rust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Name one. <laughs> Jeff, can you imagine if they had rolled out old racist-ass Hugh Culverhouse on radio back in the day? Oh, my God. Well, Will, they didn't have to because anytime a reporter got access to him, he said something crazy. And it was documented and written. Uh, but, yeah, it would have been something when we were growing up to see Hugh Culverhouse out there. He was like one of the very few people that legitimately, when they announced he was dead, I was like, good. Yeah. Good. Would have been something to see Bo Jackson. Yeah. Oh, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. In a Bucks uniform. Oopsie. Yeah. All you had to do was not be racist. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all we're asking. That's all you had to do. Can you just not be well, racist, you, please? Even if, even if you were, you just had to keep it to yourself. You didn't You didn't have to tell Bo. <laughs> all right, we'll cut you a deal. You can be racist. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, just keep your mouth shut about it. Uh, no, can't do it. Okay, no, it was uh, it was something back in the day. It's only Bo Jackson. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it'd have been our our jersey in that video game. I'm just letting you know. I'm putting it on your radar. If you get the news here in the coming weeks or months that Jerry is looking like you, no, uh, you know what he looks like. Uh, he sounds a little bit like what's his face uh, Steinbrenner at the end. Mm. Remember when they wheeled that poor bastard out there drooling on himself? I was okay with that. Oh, me too, because he was a despicable man. But when they did that, it was I was like, man, who's making decisions around here for the Yankees? Somebody, somebody who was wrong. <laughs> somebody was wrong by Steinberg. Right. Yeah, put him in a diaper. Let's get him out here. No, no, don't put a shirt on him. I mean, yeah, like it was drooling and shaking. It was a cold night. It was a board meeting. <laughs> You know, six years earlier, and they they brought in this up and coming marketing assistant, and they stuttered, and he goes, nah, 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 "Can't you speak?" <laughs> and they're like, "I'm gonna get you, George." Oh uh, yeah, I'm that's the, that's the end of it. And then this is their chance. Let's put him on a golf cart, guys. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm sure. But, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. The Yankee fans need to be able to salute the great George Steinbrenner. Get him out there. He looks afraid. No, no, he doesn't look afraid to me. He looks like a leader. Let's go. Yeah, they're all like, I think he hates. 
I, well, he's never said that. I, it does sound like something you'd do if you hated him. Do you remember that board meeting? Yeah. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was um so Wispy. Uh there it is, Life Spectator. Old Wispy needs company. He's about to get it. Two former owners, forever owners in the National Football League. That were good in their younger yes. years. Oh, that were dominant. Ass kickers, taking names, took the league by storm, changed football, all of it. And then spent the whole back half of their second half of their work lives uh, chasing what they once were. And yeah. I often point to people as they get older and older, they look like the guy who drank out of the wrong cup in the last crusade, Indiana Jones in the mm. last crusade. I'm going to hate when that's me, but it's going to happen someday. I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm like, I look like the guy who drank the wrong cup in the last <laughs> crusade. But Jerry qualifies right now. Uh. Who do we think will be winning the Coastal? Joe, there is no Coastal. Trick question. Mm -hmm. There is no Coastal. No divisions gives us the uh, opportunity for a free pass if you lose to Clemson on the road. It won't be Miami, even if there was. I liked uh, – I don't know why I, I had a thing about divisions. I liked it when they had divisions. I know why they don't, but I, I, I like divisions. Much to our benefit. That Clemson – I mean, it wouldn't – it would be immaterial what happened with LSU. Right. That Clemson game would still be vital. And now? Now it's kind of, yeah, you're like, okay, it works out for you. Yeah, yeah I agree. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. starts we get pumped to get the uh context we need to do shows like this and write articles and get information out to you and kind of judge how the team is coming along and that becomes you know we're keenly aware of the position battles and you go to to practice every day and you think to yourself okay well today i'm going to really what you know hone in on this one and look for this one but somewhere along the way during those practices I, usually it's about a week sometimes maybe 10 days when you get into the meat of it and you've seen what you need to see about certain guys that either we're going to put on weight or lose weight or other guys that you wanted to see take the next step. A good guy, for example, would be Zaria Thomas, a player that has had a good camp so far and looks um, kind of uh, renewed again. You know, he seems like a guy that you can get excited about again. But whenever that happens, right, when you check the boxes, Tom, while still acknowledging that the other stuff is going on, certain competitions are still happening, et cetera, all you do is say to yourself over and over again, I wish they'd stop playing him. He's going to be good. Just go ahead and put him over here and let these other guys figure it out over here. I do that all the time now. I don't care, like, apparently the reporters in Jacksonville care very deeply about who's playing and who's not playing at practices, but, Boy. <laughs> yeah. But what I would tell you is, like, I – I see a guy, I, this could be any guy, but let's say he's a starter, right? He's a known starter, and you see him out there, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, uh, he's looking good again, looks like he's in shape, everything's all right, we're good to go. And then let's say he misses a day. 
I'm, I'm good if I don't see him again. As long as I can get confirmation that everything's okay, he's fine. If he just if, if Mike were like, I'm not going to play this guy for four days because he sprained his left pinky toe, and he's already one of our best players, and he's played a ton of football, and you know what? We're just going to give him extra time on that pinky toe because why would you ever jeopardize it? We know the dude is a stud. I'm fine with it. People get panicked, though. You see it all over the boards. You see it on Twitter. You see it in the way the questions are asked. How come so-and-so hasn't played yet? How come we're not talking about these guys after practice? How come certain other guys aren't playing? I'm like, eh. I just want to be able to say, I know he's fine. Don't worry about it. Stop asking. Everything's okay. Rest him. Rest him. He doesn't need 28 of these. Let him have five and let's go. Is he okay? Absolutely. (laughs) You know what, guys? You know what? Oh, that was good. No, I just, I just don't. I wouldn't play half this team. <laughs> Practices would suck for you and me. I'd go out there and be like, "Yep, we're gonna give Johnny the day off, Keon the day off, Jaheim Bell the day off, okay, Biscuit the day off. We're gonna give Fabo the day off. We're gonna give. I now know Braden Fisk can really play. We're gonna go ahead and give him the day off. We're gonna give like." All kinds of days off. Excellent timing for bringing up this point. You got a scrimmage on Sunday. Would that day off include the full contact scrimmage? Or would you play him in a scrimmage? Do you think that that is necessary for these types of players? Yeah, uh, they'd get a series or two, and I'd say, you know, ball. Let's go, ball. You got to play. You know, let's get you right. Let's get you used to getting hit a little bit here. You can't. I mean, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek here with some of this, but you get my drift. You treat it like a preseason? Yeah, NFL preseason right. scrimmage Ex- one, yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd ease them on in, and uh, they'd be ready to go by that final one and ready to play ball. But, yeah, that, that would be sort of the system in place, sort of a, all right, do I really need to see whether or not Jared Verse can play? I Yeah, he's dominant, man. And when he plays, we actually don't get anything done because the offense can't block him. What do you think is better for LSU preparation, a game like Duquesne or a scrimmage? A scrimmage is better than a game like Duquesne. I just felt like last year it really was to our benefit that we were able to play Duquesne. Maybe yeah. it's because we're so veteran that you don't need it this time around. I'm talking about competition, though. I, yeah, yeah, it was. You're right. Um, it was great to have that game as a buffer, but I just think from a competition standpoint, you didn't learn anything. Whereas against this group of players, because you have so many talented football players, the the the, the action and what you would learn in the one on ones would be greater in a Florida State inter-squad scrimmage than it would be against Duquesne. Worked out. It doesn't really matter. I, I just It's going to be so sudden, though, for some of those players. I mean, that first drive, you know, it's just hair on fire out of nowhere. And we've done that for years and years, college football has, so it's not that big of a deal. It's just what a difference a one year can make. I think the, the – the, well, first of all, Florida State being so veteran, that – obviously helps because when you get out there and you've got to go, you know, against neighbors who's really, really good and Thomas and, and these guys that we know that LSU has a wide receiver, the speed can, can really be sudden. Uh, and the first time you go against something like that, it, it just always, it's hard to prepare for that. Now, obviously the better the competition you have in your own practice, uh, the more, you know, capable you are of adjusting. Like, if I'm a corner at FSU and I've got to go against Keon Coleman over and over again, or Vendravius Jacobs, who's so smooth and silky in his route running and in and out of his breaks, so 
I'm I'm prepared for some of these better players I'm going to see at LSU. Uh, that's why we, you know, part of what we talked about in the last number of years with Florida State's deficiencies was there was really no way to improve upon those without elevating the roster's talent because in practice you weren't going to get to go against anybody that could bring out the best in you or force you or, or expose something or any of those things. So now they're getting that, and that will have tangible benefits on game day. How quickly, when you face the elite teams, you're able to adjust because you see it. You see it in your own practice every day. Our offensive line going against that defensive line, and we've talked about those players. Um, you know, we caught a break last year when Mason Smith went down, and that kid's playing, and he's going to be out there. He's a dominant figure, and you you know you'd be nervous about going up against a guy like that who's projected to be a first round draft pick. Except for you're playing against it in practice every day. Yeah, that's where Daryl Jackson has value since he can't play right now. Is you can work against Daryl Jackson every day and Braden Fisk and Fabo and Demarcus. Yeah, I did it again. Josh Farmer. This is my new Christian Jones. Yeah, I think. you, you did that for Christian years Jones. after the fact with Christian Jones. Uh, yeah. Well, let's try and tamp that down in August and so, put it to bed. But the point being, if you're an interior offensive lineman, you're going to be so ready for that challenge. Because at least Daryl can do that in practice. He's got no excuse not to give everything he's got on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. The one guy you don't get a chance to go up against uh, that, that you can't really re- replicate here all that well is, you know, Harold Perkins. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a Harold Perkins. Thankfully, we can occupy him, though. You know, they, they might try and free him up to make him rush, but when you've got Jaheim Bell as a counter... Yeah, I'd occupy him. He's a stud. And Biscuit can block him. There's no doubt about that. Biscuit can block anybody. He's basically like a sixth offensive lineman. Yeah, he's awesome. That is an area where people say, well, where is, you know, when you're looking for the advantage, why would Vegas favor LSU over Florida State in this game? I think it's probably because of Perkins and because of um, – uh, you know, Alexander, uh, because of uh, Mason Smith, Wingo, because of yeah, Mason Smith, who we just talked about. They, they got they got dudes there, um, but so do we. So I, I don't know. I'm talking myself out of that now. I think about it. I mean, we don't have a Harold Perkins, but no, but we have an offense that can isolate that matchup. And if we don't like it, we just neutralize it and move somewhere else. It's not like, oh my God. You know, we've only got Jaheim Bell. Receivers are replacement level, and the O line is is weak. What are we going to do? How the hell are we going to No, well, you can either have Perkins isolated by scheme against Jordan Travis Legs, against Jaheim Bell. It's one of the great things, man. I keep thinking anybody that wants to try to win and by playing man, we're going to be in good shape. Yeah. God forbid you're dumb enough to turn your back to us. And I, we've been in that position so many times because we couldn't play zone, we'd be in man, and I'm thinking you can't against this guy. When you turn your back, you're dead in the water. That's where the two SEC performances for Jordan last year, they just take you to a place of comfort. We didn't know that Jordan had it in him by the first middle of first quarter against LSU. You said, oh, man, didn't even see this in practice. The ability to, oh, you're going to apply pressure here. Well, I've got an outlet there. Oh, he was or, so on it. All hell's broken loose. No problem. I'm just going to roll out, get rid of the ball. Whatever it is, he was prepared for it, and that was that. that's one thing in my brain where I say, all right, I trust him. And then number two, nothing worked against Florida. You know, Johnny caught passes. Pokey caught passes against LSU out the gate. You had the flea flicker. But against <laughs> Florida, 
nothing worked early, and yet he still had the fortitude to rise up and be more than anything in that game. He was the best player, and it wasn't close. A couple things to tell you about real quick before we uh, break and come back and give you the probables. Uh, first of all, make sure you go see uh, my friends at Orange Theory Fitness. Two locations in town. Want to stay in shape. It's the heavy season. It's upon us, guys. Go get you those morning workouts. Rise up, either Midtown or Northside. Two locations, science-backed, intelligent way to work out. You're in, you're out. It's effective. You know it. You can watch your improvements on a daily basis. I love my heart rate monitor, Orange Theory Fitness. The other thing to tell you about really quickly is uh, we want to thank all the people that are on board here, the Jeff Cameron Show and War Chant. Uh, we are about to be very busy, and we have a lot of great sponsors and people who contribute and make all of this possible. Uh, we're still uh, heading in the direction of filling out the uh, remainder of what's left. Uh, so had a couple people inquire this morning, Tom. So we, if you're out there and you want to do it, you know, you know how to get a hold of us. Just just let us know. I had somebody say something today. So it yeah. kind of jogged my memory that I never do a good job of reminding people that if they want to be part of what we're doing for football season, here's your time. Fair enough. Yeah, Especially just, if you want to belly up with us. That's true. We're going to be doing belly up again. So, yeah, there's there's all that good stuff. Uh, no doubt buying a home can feel overwhelming, especially if it's your first home. You're worried about location, school zones, square footage, inspections, insurance, loan approvals, interest rates, all of it. The price, the price, buying a home can be the most significant investment that you've ever made. Here's the good news. I've got friends at Legendary Home Loans, and they're on your side. They'll work hard for you, and if you're a first-time home buyer, you can get up to $25,000 for your down payment. If you're a first responder, a veteran, a teacher, a military member, healthcare worker, Shannon will help you out. He's an expert navigator of the home loan terrain, and you can trust that he's going to get you the most competitive interest rates, guide you through the process every step of the way. Shannon will also get your closing costs reduced. That doesn't suck. It's Hometown Heroes Program. Give him a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. That is 844-FSU-LOAN. Diehard Knowles themselves, I'm sure they'll talk to you about that process and the upcoming season. FSUHomeLoans.com. Ask for Shannon Young. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. There's the music. Hello, weekend power. Sports Training Academy, Power Mill Training Academy, helping your kids get ready for baseball, softball, and they'll teach them the skills necessary, the foundational skills you need to play the game, either softball or baseball, and that way you have fun. All skill sets, all ages, Power Mill's got you covered. They've been doing it a long time, 45 years of experience, over 2,000 alumni, 27 of those alumni are in the majors. Find out more today, Power Mill Sports. Dot com. Matthew, was that home run uh, the kid hit? Or he's a grown man. He's, what, eight years in the minors, something like that, for the Phillies. Was that yesterday? I've got it here. It's the uh, Wes Wilson home run? It's like two days ago. Two days ago. Have you seen that video? I have, yeah. That father? Yep. That's the best. That just made me smile ear to ear. I love stuff like that. 
He's he tries to keep it together. I'm like, you're not going to make it, buddy. No, there's no chance. You're gonna that's, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. No, I I mean I I don't know that guy from Adam. And the second the ball left his bat, I was like, oh, he didn't. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, go ahead. Hit probables. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Guardians Rays, Zebion Curry and. Aaron Savali. We got the Yankees and the Marlins. That is TBD and Jesus Lazardo. That's my guy. A's Nationals, Paul Blackburn, Joan Adon. Or Ad. Reds Pirates, big series there, huh? Andrew Abbott goes for the Reds, and uh, Johan Aviedo goes for the Buccos. He's a weird pitcher, man. He can be dominant and he can be terrible. Twins, Phillies, Dallas Keuchel, and TBD. We got the Canadian Dallas Keuchel still out here. Uh, Cubs, Blue Jays, Javier Assad, and Jose Barrios. Tigers, Red Sox, Tariq Skubal, Chris Sale. Braves, Mets, Charlie Morton, Tyler McGill. All right, I see you. Charlie Morton's got 20 decisions on the year. He's 10 and 10. Wow. Who the hell's got 20 decisions? Wow. Angels, Astros, Reed Detmers, Justin Verlander, Cardinals, Royals, Adam Wainwright, Dylan Coleman. Guys, stop rolling Adam Wainwright out there. He's got an 8 ERA. He's 105 years old. Stop it. He looks scared. I'm just glad they suck. 51 and 65. Brewers, White Sox, Corbin Burns, Michael Kopech. We got the Padres and the D-backs, Blake Snell, Ryan Nelson. Quietly, the uh, Padres have the best ERA in the National League as a team. Rockies, Dodgers, Austin Gomber, Lance Lynn, Orioles, Mariners, Kyle Gibson, Luis Castillo, and finally Rangers, Giants, John Gray, Scott Alexander, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Those two pitchers in the last game sound like a, a founding father. If you John combine, Gray and Scott Alexander. If it was the one name, it's one person. John Gray, Scott Alexander. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that's when John Gray, Scott Alexander from Virginia stood up. He had heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show on the History Channel called 10 Things You Don't Know. And it's about 10, Aliens? Thing, 10, no, 10 things you don't know about certain historical figures. Like they did Benjamin Franklin. They did one. I, I couldn't believe it. I actually found out um, more about uh, Lincoln than I realized. I mean, there's so many books on Lincoln. So many. I mean, there's a very long movie. I mean, there's a lot on Lincoln. And he actually had seven fingers on his left hand. You're like, oh, this is incredible. Hoover was the one I was most surprised by. I already knew that, uh, you know, he had some weird proclivities and mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that. I didn't know the uh, depth to which he was struggling we're talking a uh, j edgar or? yeah j okay. edgar yeah. yeah yeah the criminal that was ahead of the fbi oh, yes yeah, yeah. herbert was a candidate too you know <laughs> hooverville fair. yeah that's, you know? that's true yeah. that's true no uh no j edgar but anyhow that show is not bad i found something on the history channel that's not about aliens <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle or uh, the lock or something like that's that. that's one of the memes that that stands the, test oh, the guy's time, hair is the guy yeah aliens <laughs> that guy's great Oh, he found an angle, man. He's like, I really want to believe a bunch of crazy stuff. I'm going to write it in a book and really sell it. And uh, it doesn't matter that, 
it's not true and I can't prove it, but I'm going to do it. And then he got picked up. He's like, yes, now I'm going to moose my hair crazy and say these things. If and when I'll give the people what they want. If and when we're done with this conference, mm. we should have that and just put ironclad underneath the screenshot. <laughs> ironclad. That is perfect. Absolutely, we should. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. It's going to be a good time. Should be uh, a little, uh, little laid back. I've got, uh, got, we got, we got a good dinner tonight. You and I, Tom. You taking the boys to see Oppenheimer yet? I haven't, and I desperately want to. And I meant to go last weekend, so maybe this is the weekend. My life is about to get crazy. Both boys play football, one in middle school, one in high school. And so it's Thursday night and Friday night that are going to be occupied forevermore. And during the week, they're at school and they have practice. And you know how it is. And you, Until November, I'm a taxi because well, Bryce doesn't drive until, well, until he turns 16 in November. If they have a road game out of county at the high school level, are you going? Are yeah, you- I'll go. I don't, they could play Miami. I'll go. I'm, I don't miss games. Okay. Well, I just for my own schedule no, purposes. No, I'll, I'll give you a heads up. No, no, I, I don't miss games. We're not doing that. I'll be there. Um, but it's it's yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not nervous. I'm just uh, I think I'm going to be a little worn down. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. You know, got to pace yourself. Yeah. Oh, a couple extra Orange Theory workouts a week, and you'll be right as rain. Yeah, a lot of water at night, a lot of guzzling of water to get hydrated. That's the one part of getting old, man. I was already bald as I got older, but this getting old and getting cramps for no damn reason is nonsense. This calf cramps all the damn time. I'm pounding water. I'm pounding the element, the LMNTs. I take all that stuff. Athletic greens. I do. Love them all. And I still get calf cramps. And it's because I really like a robust, large cup of coffee once or twice a day. And I've been known to uh, drink a cup of beer. So, you know, those things. Actually, you know what a great solution for that is? I'm going to the movies, getting a thing of popcorn and a giant root beer. <laughs> oh, sure. That's, that's going to help That's going to help cramps. my calf it's, cramps all the way through. They're going to go away. Well, if you're going to Oppenheimer, you need, you're going to have more than the snow caps. You're going to have to have some things. All the three hours. And you oh, throw no, that's the, fine with me. You I, throw in the previews. You're talking about a three and a half hour investment in the chair. I can handle it. You just need to have the proper accoutrement. Uh, I will. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. <laughs>